0: Hey everybody! Want to help support the show? Well, head on over to Patreon.com/LongTimeAgoRadio. Even a dollar a month helps us keep the show going and gets you access to a bunch of exclusive content. Thanks! On with the show. what's up everybody welcome to long time ago radio a conversational podcast about Star Wars in the official podcast of a Star Wars podcast.com I'm your host Joshua Mobley, and I'm joined by my two favorite fans in the galaxy Alex Vargas and Rebecca June Lane how are you two doing
1: I'm doing well it's freezing How yep. is it where you guys are
0: It is very cold I mean it's probably colder wherever you are but
1: I'm in hot it's Atlanta cold here. and I'm gonna say the obnoxious thing I know Atlanta people like hate hearing It's not very hot for hot Atlanta. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. 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 It's okay. Yeah, Alex and, and I have have heard Freakmont a lot. What what? Probably growing up. What is that? Well, Fremont. Ah, uh-huh. people that welcome to Freakmont <laughs> Like it's all over their MySpace pages. Don't worry, oh. it's part Whatever. of the God. yay area.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is silliness. Have...
2: That is silliness.
0: What what's uh what's going on in everyone's Star Wars lives?
1: Alex, you go first.
2: Uh, Star Wars. Uh, I was running a charity coin fundraiser and it sold out in like three days, which is awesome. So oh, yeah. I'm really happy with that. The coins will be That's coming good. in. They're really cool TIE Fighter coins and uh, it was to raise money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And then besides that, I've been collecting more signatures from my Star Wars Galaxy cards. So now I have 26 cards signed by the artist, which is awesome. Because of each of these awesome. little pieces of art. So it's nice to have the signatures to go with them um yeah it's it's just really cool looking at them
1: so cool nice i cool, cool, cool. haven't done a ton of star wars stuff um yeah i've been planning this trip i'm going overseas for a month which is very exciting um mm-hmm. to work on a farm in france which should be great but i'm doing all my downloading because i'm going to be not near streaming and right this will be my the perfect time to finally catch up on resistance so there, there you go. go it takes me going to the middle of nowhere in france to actually you know focus me enough to watch a television show but uh there you go yeah no that's that's exciting i'm trying to think if there's anything else star warsy i've uh, been actually playing a little bit of battlefront um, yeah the littlest bit just a couple of matches with my friend parker because i'm actually with a human in person now because i i'm roomating i'm living with someone to a couple who i absolutely adore and uh one of them's a gamer and it's like oh my gosh this is so much more fun when you have a buddy uh, mm-hmm. yeah so i'm doing a little bit of that what about you josh
0: <clears throat> oh man uh also battlefront nice uh i did a video on it and i did um just some some good old-fashioned playing just just playing that game a lot It's, it's a good time <laughs> yeah. although I've, I've gotten distracted by some other things lately so i haven't touched it in like a week but doing that uh i caught up on resistance and then another episode came out yesterday yeah so i need to i need to watch that one but I, I've seen people slightly frustrated since the show came back because the it, like the mid season ends with st- it like starts to ramp up. Right. And it's like, oh, man, we're finally going to get into all this first order stuff. And then it go- it kind of went back to being very filler. Mm. Um, Like the, the last episode I watched, I was like, OK, it's like it's fine, I guess. And then. I I've heard that this ne- this last episode that just aired too also kind of felt like filler, and so I was like, eh. like I kind of want them to go back to what what they were doing. Like everyone's just waiting for it to get back on track to what they were setting up like in the mid season. So it's um, funny because it started to get really good, and I was like, oh man, here we go. Here's the story starting to happen, and then it went back to being like like oh, what's, what's that funny thing we're doing again <laughs> for a week. <laughs> like ah. Oh.
1: That's so uh, Clone Wars in my mind, but also I've been watching, I have been watching a lot of anime, and the reason I'm watching this other stuff and not Star Wars is because I can kind of turn my brain off and play on my phone when I'm watching, doing that, but like for Star Wars, I want to focus. Anyway, I've been watching a lot of anime, and that's like the story of anime. I mean, obviously they're based on mangas, that they want to stretch out by adding in a bunch of filler, but there's something about cartoon shows where I'm like, I guess that's just how it is. You know, a little wacky character building every now and then.
0: Yeah, they can't all be, you know, Game of Thrones.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can't have every episode kind of mean something. Yeah.
1: The kids will be like, Um, this is too much drama.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, uh, doing that, and then I had to rip every Star Wars Blu ray onto my computer so that I could edit. More of lightsabers three. Nice so that took like a whole week. Uh and then I like I'm proud to say now though that the first six and a half minutes of that video are done. Woo! Yay. Like set in stone. Happened. So hopefully it'll be done very soon. I have to actually write the end of it. I got to a point and then and then just kinda of made the started making the video, didn't finish writing it. So I gotta actually finish writing it. But uh Very exciting. Yeah, so it should be about I'm guessing it'll be between eight to ten minutes when it's when it's all done. The last one I did, I was like, oh this will be seven minutes, and then it was like thirteen and a half, so <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I don't have as much to say though, on on this last part. Um But once that's done, I am not going to do any friggin' Star Wars videos for a while just because they take so long. Whoops. Uh You gotta get like in in this one I've I've included live action shots of things. So it's like I had to I had to film things and like upload the footage and do all kinds of stuff and then it's like I had to rip all these movies and like it's still I gotta write it and do all the sound mixing and the graphics for a certain part. It's just like taking forever. Star Wars stuff takes forever. So my next video is about the crown and I've already recorded all the footage for it. So
1: the crown?
0: Yeah, Have we about why the about crown this? is like, the the crown is seriously one of the best shows.
1: Oh my like, gosh! It's I'm so glad incredible. you love the crown. The crown's so good. I'm so yeah. nervous about it coming back with a different <clears throat> cast. I'm sure it's going to be amazing, but I'm going to miss yeah the other cast. But yeah, Miss Claire, Claire, yes,
0: and Matt,
1: Claire and Matt.
0: But yeah, the crown is is incredible. people that haven't watched it, it's so good. And I had to. So uh, the the way I did it was I was like, I'm going to talk about how good this show is by just dissecting one episode and like Mm. how it functions narratively and like what they do with the music and like what it means. So I'm doing the episode with the fog from season one.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a great Uh, episode.
0: Yeah. I think it's the best episode in the entire show. But uh, Also, for,
1: for a weird reason, that intro gets me like Westworld pumped. There's something so good about that intro with the music and the crown. I just, I don't yeah. know. It gets me so excited.
0: Yeah. Anyway, the crown. Look for that. <laughs> <laughs> Look for the next episode of Why is Blank So f Good? Because I haven't done one of those in a while.
1: There's so. got to be a Star Wars connection there somewhere. Someone in the <laughs> crown has got to be in Star Wars.
0: Uh, Matt Smith. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: He's going to be in episode nine. Yeah.
1: I forgot about that. That was That took two seconds. Good job, Josh
0: yeah i'm good at my job um (laughs) other than that uh that's it other than that and getting frustrated at fandom like i do every week it's been fine
1: it hasn't been too too
2: bad with the fandom i mean it's it's been bad i don't know if you guys have seen some of the stuff about a a certain fan film but it it hasn't been too too bad
0: I've seen all that. Yeah, and I know the guys who... All that drama. I know the guys who made it. Everybody's making it about a completely different thing. Yeah, then. it's like,
2: calm your tits. It's it's fine. We're <laughs> good.
1: <laughs> um, speaking of just news and... Uh, oh, maybe this would be a news thing that I should wait for. Is it in the news? Doesn't look <gasps> like it is. Um, Solo... No, go,
0: just go for it.
1: Solo was nominated for an Oscar today. Yes, it was. I saw
0: that for visual effects or whatever yes but the soundtrack couldn't get nominated right didn't we cover that on the show you
1: did tell us was, there was it was some,
0: too, you said it was too late or something you
1: what the way you applied the story was that some intern like tripped on the way and like they couldn't <laughs> deliver it in time yeah
2: Wait. so we're well, gonna go like with the, that <laughs> i like that reasoning well because like yeah let's go with that.
0: it it seems weird that the movie came out in like may and then right? the deadline for submitting was in like is it like October or something, and they just didn't?
1: <laughs> Who knows? Who knows?
0: I don't know. I, I, I would just do it anyway, even if I had like the crappiest movie. I'd be like, "Yeah, we'll s- submit." Because if nobody else does, then you know
2: <laughs> what? Well, which, one,
1: against... which
2: one? Which one has ahead. the least amount of people going for it, and just submit it that way, and just pray that you know. You're, I do the Oscars
1: b- work that way. There has to be some sort of,
2: like, category for the best shoes or something like that. And you can be like, you know what? Solo. Best shoes in a film. Yeah,
0: something.
1: <laughs> Solo. I can't
0: even think of the shoes.
1: It's going up against uh, Ready Player One, First Man, Christopher Robin, and Infinity War. Oh,
2: thank you. Ooh. So, who knows? That Winnie the Pooh. Winnie I the hope Pooh's...
1: Ready
0: Player One doesn't win.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. negativity right out the gate i
0: know i'm being mean
1: you are being mean we'll move along i have a
0: feeling avengers is gonna win anyway Oh, better
1: who knows like let's just be let's just be real
0: i watched that movie again and it is haven't like seen the it- effects the wait, effects wait. in it are hold on are pretty great. you
2: haven't seen avengers infinity war
1: Okay, I feel like I've had to (laughs) talk about this on every podcast. Now it sounds like you
0: got another thing to download. I I
2: feel like we need to stop recording so you can watch it.
1: There's a worse one. I haven't seen Black Panther, which is currently nominated for Best Picture. Okay, well,
0: you need to. Okay, so you need to actually watch Black Panther before
1: you
2: watch
0: Infinity
1: War. Oh, I'm aware. Who are you talking to okay i'm aware okay. the reason i haven't watched because... black panther is because i haven't watched like six other movies and i'm a completionist and i need to watch all of them and it's well time me to insane.
0: hit up itunes and get a hold of all of I them. i will mail yeah. you our
2: blu-rays yeah. if that helps
1: i'm yeah. going to just use <laughs> i would assume they're all on streaming platforms at this point so
0: they're on netflix but the problem is that when you enter different regions they have different Oh, things and you're right. not going to be in the same country so
1: <gasps> dun, dun, dun. you might
0: not have access to them
1: and i probably won't be able to stream so i will <laughs> find some other way to do it
0: yeah Moving itunes on. just load up on all your movies all the movies you'd ever want to watch again and again and plus ones you need to see yeah and then you have no excuse because you're going to get bored enough you're gonna be like all right just turn it on Black Panther, which also got nominated.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which is so excited about. So happy. This is like good for Star Wars fans too. This is good for everyone. We all need to be happy that genre films are being taken seriously. I love it. Right. Um, Between like Get Out, a horror movie getting nominated, and then Black Panther, a superhero movie getting nominated, like they can be Star Wars can be a best picture. It is within the realm of possibility for silly things. Didn't it? About space wizards to be best pictures. Yes, Star Wars has been nominated.
0: Yeah, A New Hope got nominated, right?
1: Y- sure. Yes, it did. And I believe it lost to Annie Hall.
0: Something like that, yeah. Anyway. The biggest upset in Oscar history. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are we good to move on?
0: Yeah, I think we're going to get into our topic of the show. Uh, once again, listeners, you were listening to Long Time Ago Radio. Whether you're from the class of 77, or solo was your first Star Wars film, you're welcome here, and now on with the show. You were the chosen one! It was said that you would destroy this, not join them! Bring
1: balance to the Force, not leave it in darkness!
0: For this, <laughs> for this episode of Long Time Ago Radio, we're going to... Get into some very philosophical territory here. We're gonna talk about the Chosen One, which is the old prophecy, and uh, who like this is this is a really one of those really inconsequential debates yes. in Star Wars fandom that people get super riled up about, but like it really doesn't matter, like at all. But right. we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about who really was the Chosen One. Was it Anakin? Or was it Luke? Or like I have been saying all along, it's both. But Alex won't believe me.
2: (laughs) It's not that I won't believe you. It's just not right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, here we go already. Here we go already.
1: So the thing, I think one thing to point out is that like Star Wars did not obviously invent the chosen one trope. No. It is, you know you know part like part of the hero's journey almost um but like specifically the special kid who has the like the only one who has the tools to beat the monster like that's like been in sci-fi and fantasy forever like the arthur arthurian legend you know pulling Mm -hmm. the one person to pull the sword from the stone um (laughs) you know it's been around for forever um this wish fulfillment um but you know ah. The, from the research that I did, because I have my own opinion on it, I have always taken it very not literally. Um, you know, we, not, we don't hear any mention of the Chosen One in the original trilogy. Correct? Nope. Not, not really, no. No. So it obviously, I think the first thing is Mace Windu, right? Like you refer to the pro- proce- prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the force is that what it is um and you know this they think it and you it's i feel like it's safe to say the main reason they think it's anakin is because of the science the midichlorian count right um yes and
0: boy there's gonna be a whole other episode on midichlorians because i think that people hate them because they don't actually get it (laughs)
1: Yeah. I feel like as soon as you like trace it back narratively to its origins, you immediately hit some muddy water of like, okay, well, I don't know. For me, I I like to think of it as a vague idea. The idea that it's these myths and these prophecies that create these opportunities for people to believe that they are worthy of a big moment and to step up and to make a difference. Um, Mm -hmm. I think... That Luke and Anakin and Ray all have exact same stories. It's, you know, uh, uh, they were abandoned children on distant dust bowls who, when the world came crashing into them, yes, and gave them this opportunity, yes, they made a choice to engage and believe in themselves and fight. And to me, when you make those choices, you're not necessarily then chosen. and I think the interesting thing about Anakin being the chosen one is that, you know, he he was, and then he screwed it up, <laughs> you know? And so then there had to be another chosen one, and then there had to be another chosen one. Um, but from what I can tell canonically, yes, George Lucas blatantly said Anakin's the chosen one. There is a DVD. Yeah, he
0: could say that, There's, and he's, and I think he's... Partially right i think your your uh take is interesting becky like that uh you don't think that and i'm inclined to agree with you like i i don't think that the the force has like a will yeah if that makes sense like it, it doesn't necessarily have a will because it's like a collective of everything yeah uh it's it's not like a god that's like pushing and pulling on the strings on things but, but that's funny because that's uh, I think
1: how George ne- originally intended it I think sort it, of yeah with the wills Maybe. like I think he intended this prophecy to like have been written by these people who like controlled the force um, that's why I feel like in my mind what George thinks it is is a little different than what he's created which I feel like is a weird thing but go ahead with, with what you mm-hmm. were thinking
0: it's, yeah, it's strange because it's like, uh, sometimes the characters imply that, like, the Force has a will mm-hmm. and that the Force is, like, inherently good or something, right? Yeah. Um, although we learn in the, well, not, I don't know if we necessarily learn in The Last Jedi, but it's talked about, uh, that, like, the Force isn't really, like, good or evil. It sort of just is. Yeah. Like, it, it is the balance that we see in everything. and the fundamental uh, mistake that I think people operate on is that the force is like inherently good or that like it, like the dark side of it, quote unquote, the dark side of the force is still the force. Yeah, it's not like a different entity. yeah. Um, which is why, and, and then this is gonna be like some crazy episode nine kind of ideas like wow people think like oh my god there's gonna be gray jedi or anything, uh... i don't think that's gonna happen at all or, like
1: <laughs> alex would riot or
0: people saying like ben so like ben solo is gonna be redeemed and i'm like i don't think that either i think what you're going to get and what might upset a lot of people because they just don't get it i think you're going to see an actual balance in that both of these characters ray and kylo have to exist with one another and have to learn from each other ben has to learn the uh compassion and things that like ray you know uh represents yeah. and ray needs to learn the individualism and the courage oh of ben like they they need each other not necessarily in a romantic way but like the dark and the light can't exist without each other and it's a huge tangent but like no, no, no. this is something i've been thinking about a lot lately well
1: like, i feel like the the that actually brings up a good point about this prophecy that i've always had a question about like we never see or directly hear the prophecy correct
0: <coughs> no we do not
1: it's always other just than reference.
0: other than just quag and them talking about it well there now
2: we need to remember there is the mortis trilogy that they do refer to the balance of the force and the chosen one the mortis father yes. does call anakin the chosen one so there's i mean this is after the fact of you know having created the idea but they do kind of elaborate more on this idea from like these characters who have been there for eons
1: So yeah, if anyone doesn't know, the uh, fifteenth episode of the third season of uh, Clone Wars is called Overlords. Wow, season three. Yeah, and it's way deeper in there. But no, no, apparently not. (laughs) No, I'm looking at the the Wikipedia. Um, Yeah, it's weird. Uh, There's like this weird fever dream set of episodes where uh anakin is taken to this we've talked about this on this show go check it out you actually you really don't need any of the context of the surrounding show if you don't really is yeah yeah it's standalone um there's a couple episodes but um if you really like the the this prophecy and the weird mystical side of it talk more uh, about it alex i kind of forget the actual all i know is that the the father what you keep Bring it up. The father literally says, "Like you are the chosen one, Anakin," and he wants him to take over his job or something.
2: Yeah, it's, it's so keeping
1: peace and balance or something. Yeah,
2: because the, the father knows he's not going to be there forever, and he knows that someone needs to focus on keeping these two—the you know—the representation of the light and the dark—is his children in in balance. And um, there's a there's a part the the father's last words: Anakin Skywalker, are you are the chosen one? You have brought balance to this world. Stay on this path, and you will do it again for the galaxy. But beware your heart. So even he, I mean... Love it. In that episode, too. It, Love it, it's first a, of all. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it, it's important to remember, too, that during this time, uh, Anakin is given a glimpse into his future. So he sees yeah. everything that happens to him. See, CB- But, I mean, it's, you know, it's white from his memory. But, I mean, it it's to the point to where these Force creatures are, are literally showing him, this is what you are going to do. And in a really weird way, you're going to bring balance, which I can go into that later on when I talk about my point of view of this. But it's it's interesting to see how they kind of play with that idea in the show.
1: Sure, totally. And I feel like the, the interesting. I don't know how most fans take this. It's a trilogy, right? Or is it just two episodes? They
0: call a lot of people call it the Mortis trilogy. It's a
1: trilogy. Yeah, I
0: think it's three episodes.
1: Yeah, because in this in the timeline of the story, when they return back, no time has passed. Um, his memories wiped. So, loves I. I just love Filoni and everybody and all the creatives. Like they they make this thing for us that, and that's the thing about Star Wars, take it or leave it. You know, it's it's purposefully vague, which I think is also like this prophecy. But um, the interesting thing to me about the prophecy, and we can go to Alex, your thoughts on on this, and then you can take it away. You know, why what I, what I asked about have we ever seen it is because a lot of times they attribute this addendum to it. Like the one that will bring balance to the Force, comma, by destroying the Sith. And I'm curious if that's just like a Jedi-viewed interpretation of this prophecy. When in fact, in my mind, balance, by the end of the third movie, you know, you have, what, a handful of Jedi and a handful of Sith. And there's balance.
0: Well. <laughs> that's like a prequel memes. <laughs> 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 Meme. Uh, yeah. In terms of raw numbers. Uh, yeah. But like. I, I think it's safe to say that like after. Episode 3 it's like darkness sort of reigns. Right. Sure, Sure. Yeah. But about
1: the force though. It's interesting. Is the force like. When it, when it's talking about the force, does it mean, what, the geopolitical stance of the large, largest reigning society? in the, like? Uh, is I think it's
0: the overall, like, feeling.
1: Of goodness versus badness? So everyone like, should, the well, ideal, the, overall, the ideal feeling is like everyone should feel half good, half bad?
0: I mean, that's, yeah. Like... It a if if everything was just awesome all the time, like I, I it's this weird like philosophical.
1: It's like Inside Out.
0: Yes, where it's like if you're just if you never feel sadness, like you you never really know why happiness is so great. Yeah. Right. Like without a lit like a little bit of suffering, it's sort of like what's the point in a weird way no it's absolutely hard to explain no
1: that's a good sentiment i'm just curious like in the in the in the the eyes of mace windu who's sitting at the top of his gilded tower you know when they discover (laughs) anison to bring balance to the force what's what balance are they looking for at that moment
0: see i think that's the thing like and and remember that yoda at one point in in episode three says a prophecy misread like it could have been yeah uh because I think that they think of uh, balance as... I think, I think the folly of the Jedi is that they see themselves already as the balance mm. in the Force. And don't recognize a lot of the things. Which is why, interestingly, like the last episode of Clone Wars, at least for now, is the one where Yoda has to go on his own... Yeah. ...like dark side sort of uh vision quest Quest. in a way (laughs) yeah he has to go to his own dark side vision quest where he fights the shadow version of himself and the way he defeats it is by acknowledging that that part of him that is part of him he can never defeat it yeah like you can never get rid of the the, the bad things, like, sort of, about yourself, which but you is have to acknowledge kin- them. Yeah,
1: which is kind is the of the way
0: to defeat them.
1: And that's kind of the, the sentiment he shares with Luke in The Last Jedi. Like, mm-hmm. you got to embrace this crap, man, or else you're going to end up killing your students. Like, let's. Yeah. Um, Alex, you <laughs> haven't spoken. I know you have strong feelings. Go.
2: Just let me stretch a little bit. No, I mean, the way of voicing it you have this whole idea of the prophecy and I mean, George Lucas, I mean, I'm not going to be like one of those people that says George Lucas said it, therefore it's true. Um, but I think he had a greater idea in mind. And for me, Anakin has always been the chosen one. Um, I mean, you guys made a really good point about how right. the Jedi felt like there was this whole prophecy, but at the same time, they were already in power and there was no Sith around. So it's it's kind of interesting, but the way I've always seen it was that Anakin at a time when the Jedi because they kind of reigned. They 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 reigned over the galaxy. They that's something that they would say, but they did. They you know they brought peace, but they were also the top of everything. Like they were these people that could infallible. At at a time when they were at the top of their game, the Sith was able to come back and topple them. So you had this, you know, these was a seesaw of, of power coming in and out. And what Anakin did was, yeah, he might have lowered the Jedi and risen the Sith, but at the same time, in a weird way, he kind of brings balance to it by helping bring down both sides to where at, you have the end of episode six, where the empire is fallen. It's, there's still mm. powers out there, but at the same time, you have the rebellion and this new republic coming out of the ashes, trying to balance itself. And, Because of Anakin, you have Luke and Leia. So his children are a result of him fulfilling the prophecy. At least that's how I see it. Anakin may have died at the end of that Mm -hmm. movie, but his prophecy, him balancing the Force, is continuing on with his children. And I think you're going to see that definitely with Luke training Rey and all this other stuff going on. So where, yeah, Luke is fulfilling part of the prophecy, but if it hadn't been for the actions of Anakin Skywalker none of this would have happened. Who knows where the galaxy would be at yeah. that point. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how Star Wars would have continued had Anakin... I mean, this is all going into as if it was a real world and everything, but had Anakin not been found, had it ended up just being Darth Maul and Pal- Palpatine, how would this world have changed? What you know, How would the balance have been kept? Yeah. Or would there be balance? Would they have fallen? Would they have risen? But I feel like Anakin's actions, him you know, going against the Jedi, him loving Padme children and all that. I mean, it wasn't always the right thing to do, but I think by his actions, because of what he did, it overall has affected the entire galaxy. And you're starting to see those ripples still through the galaxy.
1: Yeah, I think the really interesting part of that is, you know, when you're talking about balance of the force, he's the only character we really see that is firmly embedded in both sides at one point in the trilogy, the dark and the light. Yeah, and if you look
2: at the newest movies, you see both sides being influenced by his actions. You see Luke Skywalker having yeah. brought back his father from the dark side, trying to build up this this thing that his father once was. And at the same time, you see Kylo Ren and even Snoke using, you know, the the legend of Vader and all that you're related to Vader to try to lift up the dark side. So it's this one character again that's being used as a focal point for both sides. Yeah he's still kind of yeah. like that balancing act like who's gonna win we don't know but it's not necessarily who's gonna win it's the fact that there's a duality that there's the light and the dark not that there necessarily yeah. has to be you know always a sith and always a jedi because those are pretty much religions based on the force but that there's always good and dark and sometimes one overpowers the other one you have to just keep in mind that both sides are there i think anakin's actions right. helps remind and kind of is helping bringing that balance to the force <laughs> That's how I see yeah. it. Because, I, mean, I mean, it's evolved over time. Um, but I feel like the way they're continuing with the story, it still kind of has that idea of, yes, Anakin was a chosen one. And while it started off as a very basic, you know, he's going to bring balance to the force. We're seeing them write it more and more complex with these character developments. And I'm um, assuming we're going to see more of this idea in Episode 9.
1: Well, I like all that. I I think that you're definitely probably speaking to what George had in mind. Um, there is a featurette on the star Wars episode three DVD called the chosen one featurette. Um, what? Yeah. Which I watched. And, uh, Lucas blatantly says Anakin is the chosen one. Um, he fails, but then comes back and kills, you know, the emperor. And then finally in that moment fulfills that prophecy. Um, but uh, if you want to watch some really awkward interactions, watch this featurette because there's a lot of uh, George trying to give some some direction on set, and he. I don't think I think he had. I think it's well known that he had problems doing that, c- can like articulating what he wants the actors to do. Um, so there's a lot of yeah,
0: that. He, he famously has said that he doesn't like working with actors.
1: Yeah, you could tell. He um, he does kind of like a no-no, which is, and he does it like a couple times in the featurette, which is he's not getting the characters to express exactly what he wants in the way he wants them to say it. So he's literally saying, you could look away at this point and say it like this, you know, as opposed to trying to get them to like conjure up a certain emotion that will, you know, play off in whatever way they feel inclined. Um, right. But uh, but they do, it, it's, a, it's a 14 minute featurette that talks about The Chosen One, all about Anakin and... Um, yeah, I mean, I I think the thing you brought up about is, is Lucas's word gospel? You know, um, I don't think anything's gospel. I think art is meant to be interpreted and internalized and, you know, used for your own purposes. Um, but it is curious that some people are like, well, if George said it.
2: I mean, at a certain point, you got to be like, okay, this guy created this world and this was his intention. But now that we have new people playing in his sandbox, you can kind of mold that intention to make it either bigger than what it was originally supposed to be or change it. And I think that's where there's been a lot of issues within the fandom where there was this idea that was set out for Star Wars for the original movies, we got those, and then that intention was kind of adjusted when we got the prequels. And now there's that concern that the idea is being adjusted again for these new sequels. Um, which again I think they, it all works together and over time people kind of get over it but I think that's one of the issues that people are having a lot especially with all the new Star Wars stories that are coming out in the cartoons and the comic books and the movies
1: yeah well I does that I mean Josh do you have any more chosen one things because
0: I mean I I I delve into a lot of this stuff in my funny enough my lightsaber videos have parts of them about uh, the the Chosen One, specifically centered around the fact that Anakin's slash Luke slash Rey's lightsaber, it's, it's all the same lightsaber, but that lightsaber is, like, represents a lot of things, both in the universe of Star Wars and both outside of the universe of Star Wars. Inside of the universe of Star Wars, it's the lightsaber of Anakin Skywalker it's this heirloom that is like passed down between three different generations and it it itself represents at least to me and in my interpretations of like the text and like and when i say the text i mean like the whole of star wars uh it to me represents the torch so to speak of the act of the actual burden of the hero whoever has the lightsaber at the given time is beginning the hero's journey in, through like you know step by step once anakin like builds it he sets it off and then he he doesn't complete his hero's journey until episode 6 mm-hmm. in a way um or but the lights and the lightsaber at that point is gone can, can i put something uh, out there real until, quick until like the sequel what if What's he
2: that? hasn't completed his journey and he's still part of the story in episode nine like oh. would that change anything Who? like anakin like if he came back as a force ghost like he's still like his oh. journey hasn't been complete <coughs> until the end of episode nine when he comes back and like we did it Yay.
1: yeah well <laughs>
0: No, I th- I think when like when you see his appearance as a force ghost in episode six, that is the the return. Return of the light side, so to speak. Yeah. Although, I'm I'm gonna I want to do like some really in depth like hero's journey stuff because Luke follows the the Joseph Campbell hero's journey like to a T. Mm-hmm. Even Last Jedi Luke, which is funny because people don't really like. There's all these people that are like, they didn't do it right. It's like, no, they did it perfectly. Like, part of the hero's journey is an actual literal cycle. Like, the end of the cycle mimics the beginning in that, in the beginning of the of the hero's journey, there is a stage called the the refusal of the call where, like, you know, uh, Merlin it tells, uh, you know, Arthur that he's got to go do this thing. Obi-Wan gives luke the lightsaber and then tells him you have to come with me to alderaan you know like the galaxy needs you you're gonna be this really important he didn't say that but in a way he's like you're gonna be this really important person because obi-wan knows that like we know that now i mean at the time we didn't like lucas didn't know but it was built upon it right obi-wan knows that luke is going to be like this chosen figure he's going to save the galaxy redeem his father I don't know if he knows all these well, things but we like, should, he has a he has a an inkling,
2: right? We should we should bring and that Luke up Luke says no. We should bring up the fact that What's up? this they make a point in clone War, in uh, Rebels that Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> does not believe that Anakin was the chosen one.
0: When does he say that? I thought that uh in Rebels when
2: when Darth, when Darth Maul dies, dies he, asks, he says then... you were protecting something is he the chosen one? And They're referring to Luke Skywalker. So that was one of those moments where oh, yeah. you kind of have this like, ah, oh, th- that kind of confused a few people too, because at this point he's not protecting Darth Vader; he's protecting Luke Skywalker. I mean, he having seen yeah, see yeah. that
0: that's that's part of my point. No, no, though, that's no definitely that, like the bird the actual burden of the hero is passed on between these characters, and uh, the uh, the actual burden is. is passed on to Ray in episode seven. And then in episode eight, the lightsaber breaks in half because there are two characters literally fighting over the, like this, the both the, the symbolic, like uh mantle of savior of the galaxy. Well, yeah, the two
1: different sides, like, you, like Alex was saying, the two different elements of his legacy, like warring against each other, like which sides going to reign supreme, <laughs> you know?
0: Exactly. And so, and then the lightsaber breaks, and it's because like, Luke is gone, Vader is gone. Like the 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 actual thing that that lightsaber represented, is gone, right? Like this idea of there being a chosen one. Now we have this idea, going forward into nine, that I think like they're going to play with, which is like, the synthesis of or not the synthesis, but the duality, the cooperation, and the yeah, then the duality of both as as like reflecting each other in a way every but
1: every time you talk about nine and the breaking of the wheel of and the breaking of the cycles your whole theory about that I love it so much I love when you talk about that it makes me Aww. so happy
0: <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah uh, uh, and like we we're saying the refusal of the call mm. thing that happens with Luke that happens at the end of the hero's journey there's the refusal of the return as well. which literally happens in last Jedi when he says, I'm not coming back. And then there is a moment where the hero like realizes something and does come back. And that happens again also in last Jedi. And then Luke's cycle is finally complete as it. So like, it's weird because what we end up seeing is that the heroes of the previous trilogy don't finish their, their, full intended journey until the next one where we have where we're like meant to believe that their journey already ended and they are the people they are which is an interesting thing yeah. i know that doesn't have much to do with the chosen one but my idea is that every one of these characters that this torch this lightsaber gets passed down to are are the chosen one and because ray uh, gets it, and she's not a Skywalker, and like she has to take up the mantle. Like the thing that the lightsaber literally represents is gone unless it breaks, and so that idea holds no water anymore. If that makes sense. I mean, at least that's my weird. Like... I think in the in the grand scheme, <laughs> well,
2: yes, but we gotta remember too that there's this that that someone was supposed to be the chosen one. In, within the uni- yes. the context of the universe of the characters <laughs> yeah
1: but the universe is I,
0: yeah I, I think what's funny is that all three of us uh, are sort of saying the same thing just in a just in different ways yeah like it, it's like it's like that whole uh, like when you you know when you shine a light and get through a prism and all of the lights come out it's all light. Even though, and it, and it's funny enough, image, it's the way the Force works, right? Yeah. It's like the it's all the same light, but the way that you see them just differs in a way.
1: Which is funny because we're talking about a prophecy, we're talking about religion, which is exactly I mean, they were. It's a concept that is meant ripe for misinterpretation, <laughs> and yeah, kind of the way the fans have taken it as well, which is is it, kind of fun. But, but we're
2: being peaceable yeah. about it.
1: Yes, that's, See how that's nice a, this was,
2: everyone. That's a very important Yum. thing to remember. Yum. I know we
0: th- we went into this. It's just well, for everyone's sake. We went into this being like we're gonna argue so much. Well, there's been times where we talked like about a, it. We're like,
2: you know what? Blah, 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 your mom. Blah, 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 <laughs> your I don't dad. know. I
0: think we were jokingly angry. Oh, we I, I've, were. I I don't think I've ever gotten. We'll do mad arguing Star Wars with you, Alex.
1: We'll do this again (laughs) during our indoor trip, and I'll I'll bring some like spiked blue milk for you guys, and then we'll see we'll see the real the real drama come out. Let me tell you. Let me (laughs) tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I have good news for you, my (laughs) boy.
0: Well, we have a lot of news to get to, so should we get around to this news? Let's do it. Oh, so much news. (laughs) All right. Mini, let me open up this celebration thing here there's a yeah, lot yeah don't
2: don't say it all there's a lot of celebration stuff coming it. out <sighs> holy shit
0: there's an x-wing
2: <laughs> i know i'm really envious i mean I, I, I got to see it? the tie fighter but i really want to see the x-wing
0: yeah is it the same tie fighter mm-hmm.
2: same guys I, I also
0: want to see that are they going to shoot uh more t-shirts out
2: are oh, as long as they don't get them stuck on top again <laughs> this year
0: yeah that was the joke was, who was that was that uh... sam whitworth
2: or was it... it was the chosen one himself yeah i'm pretty um, sure it was either him or hayden christensen but one of the two shot i, th-
0: I think it was hayden christensen yeah. fired one and it got stuck
1: on top of an x wig.
0: On top of the tie. Yeah, they fighter. had the oh.
2: tie fighter positioned in the front. tie fighter was like
0: literally in the middle of the crowd at the the stage.
1: No, and done. so,
0: like, they, and they kept giving the celebrities like t-shirt cannons to fire, and he came out and he fired one. I think it got stuck on the on the actual tie fighter. Yeah, it was
2: there all day, and they took it, it down the, that night.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we've got a lot of news to get to, so let's get rolling. We actually have a lot of Star Wars Celebration news, which it's starting to creep in. Like it's getting more real, and I'm remembering, oh yeah, I booked all these things, yes. and I'm going to Chicago. Like I keep forgetting, and then and then re- like I'm reminded, like oh my god, like it's it's happening, in like a matter of days. Like we go to sleep like 60 more times only we we'll at Star Wars <laughs> 60 Celebration. 60 more
1: sleeps. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cannot
0: wait. But I know. It's going to be a good time. Hopefully, you know, it's a healing moment. (laughs) Like, part of me is afraid, you know, like, just of people. Because just
1: people are people. People are, yeah. They could be awful. But people can also Um, be wonderful. You
2: survived your your first celebration. And, like, last Star Wars
0: celebration was great. But, uh, I don't know. 78 more days. Go to sleep 78 more times. Uh,. Let's see here. Sorry. Um, so Star Wars Celebration, we've gotten a bunch of celebrity announcements and some other things. No panel announcements yet, uh, but we did get fan props and sets. And these are things that you can go to on the show floor and take pictures in um, or around. So the things that have been announced, there's the Death Star sliding door.
1: That was awesome. really, really cool. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's from the perspective of when obi we want an invader fighting and Luke's looking on. Right. That looks It looks awesome. It does. Uh
0: the Emperor's throne room, which I think was the, this is the 501st Legion one, which I think was their last time. Yeah, it was in the 501st room. And the guy who plays the Emperor was there. That guy was
2: hilarious. I'm pretty sure he was <laughs> uh so called Garrison too.
0: Yeah. Um with the Endor bunker and bike from Episode 6 is the Millennium Falcon Lounge from A New Hope, which is awesome. That
2: looks cool. But
1: then there's the Uh, one from Solo, which looks even cooler.
0: I know. It's all clean and cool. Um, The TIE fighter that was at the last celebration, there's a life-size X-Wing fighter, which I'm like, can I please sit in this and take a picture? Because that would be incredible. Um, A Tantive IV corridor, also built from the 501st Legion, which looks a lot like the one at Rancho Obi-Wan. It does it does yeah.
1: from that picture yeah
0: yeah and then there's the rogue one a rogue one tank which will also be the, there so that the tank cool. looks awesome i'm into that it does
1: i want them to make a bar like fashioned after the millennium falcon lounge uh from a solo because that's just so cool
0: that would be pretty cool i want clean star gonna, uh, wars
1: <laughs> give me like some clean star wars <laughs> things yeah
0: i was about to say uh it uh, it was that bar we went to, but then I was like, No, nah, it's more like the cantina. It's like,
1: Yeah, Scum and Villainy in LA. Yeah. yeah, Scum and Villainy. I want something from like, I want, I want like the fancy things. Like, take me to Cantabite, like, well, <laughs> give me clean Star Wars. You
2: get, if I remember, uh, take the Star Wars show has two stages at the at the convention on the convention floor, and they always themed them. So in 2015, it was the cantina, most likely, and then this past year, uh, or 2017. You had Jabba's Palace, and then the other one was the Money of Falcon. So you might get something cool like that.
1: Nice, nice. All right, what's next? Mm-hmm. Star Wars
0: Women of the Galaxy postcard set announced. So this is based off Amy Ratcliffe's Star Wars Women of the Galaxy book, Which published by Chronicle Books. Yes. Uh, there's a postcard set coming that includes all 100 illustrations from the book. And that will be available on April 9th for $20. I imagine you will 100% be able to buy this at Star Wars Celebration.
2: Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Um,
0: but I believe it will be on Amazon and Chronicles' website and stuff. So. Beautiful. Be able to get it that way, too. It's pretty cool. I wonder, are there people out there that collect postcards? Oh, yeah. See, I was no thinking. Alex? Yeah.
2: There are. And yeah. the nice thing about this is that if you get this before you go to Star Wars Celebration, a number of the artists from... Uh, the book are actually going to be there. You can oh. get them signed by the artist.
1: Or I could just take my book.
2: Or you can just take your book. Or you can do both. Because <laughs> yeah. I might yeah. have to give you guys the cool. postcard set to get signed for me. Just saying.
1: <laughs> but
0: then you have to hunt down all 100 artists. Well,
2: I mean, you guys can do that, right? That's
1: part of the fun. That's part of the fun.
2: <laughs> I guess that is part of the fun. It's like Pokemon.
1: Yeah. It is like Pokemon.
0: <laughs> Gotta sign them all. <laughs> but it's real life yeah
1: yeah just throw the card at them and be like gotcha I actually, <laughs>
0: um, we had a, a deck we got it from somewhere but uh we got a deck of playing cards that were playstation themed and each card had a picture of a developer on it like a, a game developer like a, fa- like a famous game developer on it and at one point Nicole and I were like we should try and f- like get all these people to sign these cards and then we I, I don't know where that deck of cards is <laughs> oh, <yeah.
1: laughs> do you guys remember so, when the US whatever.
2: government did that? Uh, Kieran Gillen <laughs> uh-huh. what? You no, know so do you remember when the, the US government did that they came out with the 52 cards of terrorists does no, no one remember this and like Saddam Hussein and Osama Bin Laden were like the king of hearts and stuff like that no Okay,
1: I'm looking no. this up. Look it. this as up. This I, is a uh, real thing. As.
2: Okay, I believe you.
1: Oh my
0: god,
2: you're 100% uh, correct. Yeah. <laughs> don't get those signs. Anyway, anyway, this
0: next news story. This next news story. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran Gillen to leave Star Wars for Marvel Comics at issue 67. Uh, Kieran Gillen's leaving the mainline Star Wars run. He said in a tweet, I believe, he said, I have three issues left to write in the scourging of Shu Torin. That's issue 67, the end of my story, and I'll be off. No present plans to write anything else in Star Wars. I suspect I've said all I wanted to about these characters in comics, at least in this period anyway. Um, No announcement right now about where or who's going to be taking over. Um. But I think Gillen. Let's see. He worked a lot on Dr. Afra. And I th- don't know if he has stopped on Afra or if he's continuing, but he is at least done with mainline Star Wars for now. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. So, cool. I think this is the second time the lead writer on that series has left um, and that's not unusual in comics like a writer will stay with a run, like a character and a run for a while and then they leave um and it's not because they're like fired or anything it's just you know the way it is they kind of say what they want to say and then they're like well i'm gonna go write green lantern now so bye <laughs> you know or something so uh who knows who's gonna pick up the mantle from here they haven't announced yet i imagine they'll announce like around when this issue debuts which i think should be three months from now which will be in celebration so maybe at the at the publishing panels at celebration maybe they'll Uh, there you go who's gonna take over Uh. uh and all that good stuff let's see uh this next one is long and uh alex and i were talking about this one a bit before the show and we're like oh man so many people are gonna blame this on ryan johnson even though it has probably (laughs) nothing to do with him
1: oh my gosh like Uh, yeah totally continue my thoughts but continue all
0: right so this comes from comic book news it's star wars and marvel comics sales drop confirms disney now this article talks a bunch more about like star wars in general but it it kind of tries to link it to like disney's not meeting its, uh, like financial uh, goals, like in, in its fiscal year of 2018, it was down like 4%, which I don't know if you know this, Disney still made a ton of money. Like that uh, Disney is an interesting, an interesting company because they consider even a, a, a thing that makes money. If it doesn't make enough money, it's not considered a success. Mm-hmm. which is like so for example princess and the frog uh was an incredibly expensive movie to make because they had to do all the 2D animation in a in a period of time where 2D animation was basically abandoned by Hollywood uh it cost them a lot of money to make that movie that movie made money it made millions of dollars but it was considered a failure because it didn't make enough of a millions of dollars and i don't remember the exact numbers but i remember looking it up and it made like A substantial amount of money. It made its money back and a bunch more. And it wasn't enough. Another example is Tron Legacy. Tron Legacy cost Disney a lot of money to make. And it didn't do amazing in the box office, but it made all its money back and more in DVDs and Blu-rays and turned a little bit of a profit. But it was basically considered a failure. Like a complete and utter failure, even though they lost no money making it. So this is this is the company we're 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 dealing with here. But uh, at the same time, I I I think a lot of the woes like that people point out in this article are gonna be like drawn to things that maybe don't have anything to yeah. do with it. But for the most part, uh, there's a report um, from Disney, and this is part of what it says. It says the uh, this has to do with. Uh, which part is it the interactive media and publishing um, it says the decrease in licensing publishing and games revenue is primary to lower revenues from sales of licensed merchandise an unfavorable fx impact and a decrease in licensee settlements lower revenues from sales of licensed merchandise includes decreases from products based on frozen cars princesses part particularly Partially offset by an increase in products based on Mickey, Minnie, and Avengers. By the way, multiple times in this article, they're like, Mickey and Minnie are freaking killing it. Like, <laughs> I, I think the next part it even says the decrease in retail sales was due to lower comparable store sales partially offset by an increase in online retail revenue. Uh, lower comparable retail store sales Reflected decreased sales of Star Wars Moana merchandise in the current year, parti- partially offset, once again, higher sales of Mickey and Minnie merchandise. Okay. So they're saying that Star, what they're saying in this is that Star Wars merchandise has been decreasing in sales. So, over that quarter.
1: So, this is an SEC filing, an exterior, Securities and Exchange Commission filing. This is not for comic book news. Cosmic Book News, which, by the way, what is this source?
0: What is the source of all this? Like, what is this? It's the the actual report. No, no. no. What is Cosmic Book Financial News? Report? Oh, it's I don't. It's a website.
1: Okay, so yeah, there's a line down here about mm-hmm. how. Just reading all of this, I, this is not for random Joe Schmo's consumption, and I feel like just no, it, it, they are taking. A lot. Gosh, I just—they're taking liberties with this jerk. type
2: of an article. It's mainly like, hey, guess what? Star Wars is selling less. Like, they really it, Yeah, there's
1: it. lines where it's like, so basically all this... Follows, that's,
2: the he- that's the headline, but, like, people don't look yeah. deep enough it's into Disney's it.
1: It's Disney's Consumer Products and Interactive Media and Publishing Division. It is not Star Wars. It is everything that includes Avengers. Now, listen, there's also a line here saying that part of the course correction they're doing is both the Star Wars series have male leads. as of, uh, uh, it, it is the opposite of Kathleen Kennedy's The Force is Female propaganda campaign. So can we please just close the source... Because they called the Forces Female a propaganda campaign. And I don't trust any kind of conclusions this person is making. Well, <laughs> the article is just read, hor-
2: written horribly, too. It's just a lot of... I mean, that I think this there, well, was... Well, he's taking... Th- Go ahead. I was going to say, I think, I think the only reason we brought this up was because it is out there that it made less money. But again, you have to look at the different factors. Like Josh and I were saying earlier, you're you're looking at... Random example, comic books are costing more money so people aren't spending as much. Uh, when you're looking at licensed merchandise, especially toys, Toys R Us, one of, if not the largest toy outlet that has so many agreements with Disney is gone. So like yeah. six is months it, yeah. into yeah, last year, they completely. stopped taking in orders for, for new toys. So right mm-hmm. there, you have giant revenue going away. There's so many factors Plus outside. Oh, and then fatigue, definitely. But- and then there's been issues with supply and demand too. There's There's demand for stuff. But these companies just aren't getting it out in the way that they should. So I mean that is an effect too. Yeah. Hello. Oh, just yeah. making sure it got real quiet. That was,
0: that was weird.
2: <laughs> yeah. We're all yeah. here.
0: It, I'm gonna it cut out for a second. I think we're fine. Yeah. Right. Cut, cut, well, cut the recording around this. should be fine. <laughs> um, oh, we'll be fine.
1: Yeah, but I was gonna go back to the. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Becky. No, you go. (laughs) We're
0: too polite. All right. Uh, I was going to go back to the comic book thing because this article is mainly about comic. We can get off them. Yeah. Like, I think uh, it's funny because all of these people want, like, there's a, I'm not even going to bring them up, but (laughs) there's people out there who, who like put a lot of blame on the dwindling comic sales on certain things and they're incorrect Like, on all accounts. The comics industry is in a strange place because, like, it's so expensive and they continually throw out things that, like, people just don't buy or, like, literally can't buy. Marvel especially. Marvel, who owns and runs all of the Star Wars comics licenses, is, like shoveling out star wars comics like at a crazy rate and to top it off and and i don't think that i don't necessarily think that there's not a demand for it because there definitely is like they're selling star wars comics like this this is the license that literally saved marvel like in the late 70s in the early 80s -hmm. right like this these these books sell the problem is that people want to put the blame on other things and forget that one comic which you read in five to ten minutes costs five dollars like at retail which is just insane like that's that's an insane uh like amount of money that you're asking from someone and then to top it off there's so many comics that aren't that aren't even just star wars like like people buy a lot of comics they want to buy dc they want to buy marvel they want to buy star wars they want to buy dark horse they want to buy things from boom because boom has tons of stuff coming out like there's there's tons of publishers and there's tons of stuff to read and people just don't have all the money in the world to give like for all of these things and then to top it off there's so many of them like that it's hard for people to catch up so that this idea that like oh the Star Wars comics are suffering because of things that like Be- Kathleen Kennedy because of Ryan
1: Johnson's like, film that's yeah, what that article it's, says it's, it's
0: completely bogus it's it's it is it's ignoring the fact that the comics industry is struggling to adapt in a Netflix era when they're asking four ninety nine for for one issue of a comic like yeah on top of that and 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 also in an industry that's like rampant with Like employee abuse, uh, with underpaid people and overworked people, and rising prices and a failure to adapt to a modern marketplace. But no, it's it's Ryan Johnson, the women, and the Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson, and
1: the female propaganda campaign. Yep, I knew that as soon as
0: Kathleen Kennedy. But anyway, and then the toys thing, like Alex said, like there are people that want to buy them. But I
2: I want to buy them.
0: Those people are collectors which is why i think you see companies like hasbro doing these things like with the sail barge where they're like you order this and if you five thousand of you order it yeah we'll make it because then we'll actually make a profit on it like they're not just gonna mass produce 500 hundred dollar sale barges like that's not gonna happen (laughs) because they're gonna lose so much money because like i saw a report and i we may have talked about this once i saw a report uh like maybe a year ago about dwindling toy sales and why sales of physical toys were going down so much and one of the things that they cited was that lots of co- lots of kids these days modern kids don't care about physical toys yeah. anymore they they literally see them at, and and this is what they said they see them as punishment toys Physical toys to kids like now who are maybe over the age of five or six are punishment toys. They're the toys that your parents make you play with. It's like the stuff at your grandparents' house. Netflix. Yeah, it's what they take when they take away Netflix and Fortnite. Like that's what you have, and that's what those kids want. Based like are are doing. So like kids these days are not asking for. It's only Star us Wars
1: nerds. Toys. It's us old adults yeah, who want it.
0: <laughs> it's when they get like older and they want collectibles and things like that. And maybe Alex, that's why there's been such a drop in like availability for certain things, is because that like they see across the board. Like this isn't just a Star Wars thing. Across the board, toy sales are just going well, the, down. There's Euro also read. been
2: issues. I mean, I won't get too much into it because still have tons of other Star Wars news to say. But there there have been issues with uh, what do you call it? Just the companies giving the stores the correct amount of product at the right time. Like I've been seeing, I've been going to discount stores and seeing figures that never made it to Target and Toys R Us for five dollars. Like Ross should not have the latest and greatest for five dollars. You want that to be at Target for full price. Like if you're if you're Hasbro, that's what you want. So they got to figure something out because it's been real weird lately, especially with a lot of these exclusives and with. Toys R Us having gone away, they really need to figure out how to get people yeah. to buy the stuff that they want, because the past year and a half has been real weird.
0: Yeah. But also, I think a lot of it, too, was just hype. Like, oh, the IP is back on the market. Oh, yeah. Let's make all the toys, all the comics we can, all of these th- like Let's pump all this stuff out, because we need to make money, and Star Wars is going to make us money. And then they overflood the market and and there's like too much to bear, especially in a, in a marketplace where there's so many other things vying for your attention these days. Like, I, I don't think that it, that like this whole thing is, you know, what, uh, what people would say like, Oh, star Wars is dying. I think it's just, there's so much more What a stupid thing to say right, right now. Right now. <laughs> I think it's just, there's so many things these days vying for your attention, competing for your attention and your money way more than back then. Which is a great segue into the next story, actually. It really is. Yeah. And, and, like, there's, there's so many things and so much money that, like, only so much money, and we only have so much time that we're trying to devote to all these things that we can't just devote it to the same things. And that's just, like, the marketplace shifting. Yeah. And I think people overreact to things and and it's like you said becky this this report is not something for like the average person to read it's like a, a blog takes it and they create a headline that mm-hmm. creates vitriol from people that don't actually understand like this
1: is where like the like the tiny little republican bit comes in me, which is like yeah this stuff should be public but should it be harder to find because like that is damaging to a company like a random blog taking something out of context and plastering the web with it like I don't know whatever but speaking of so many things going on that are amazing that divide our attention go ahead
0: yeah final season of Game of Thrones debuts during Star Wars celebration (laughs) so uh, I have a feeling we're going to be hanging out at the Airbnb just watching Game <laughs> of Thrones when this happens. Cause, yes. Uh, well, it's funny. Summer Celebration runs from the 11th uh, the eleventh through the 15th of April, and it will be uh, pri- premiering Sunday the 14th.
1: It's funny. When I first read this headline, I thought it meant that they were going to like air it like at Celebration. And I'm like, that's so no. cool.
2: I would not be surprised but if no. you guys were able to find... A Game of Thrones viewing party at Celebration, though.
1: Oh, yeah. So just keep an eye out. Oh, we could totally find a watch party.
0: I'm sure there's going to be. I'm I'm sure there's going to be so many hotel rooms I do not want to venture into (laughs) where people are going to be watching Game of Thrones.
1: Well, it's funny because to me, some people are like, oh, if Gwendolyn Christie's there, I'm like, no, this pretty much means to me that she's definitely not going to be there. I bet she's going to be somewhere... At, like, a premiere or yes, something. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I
0: doubt, she, I doubt she's going to be there. And also, I think, like, you know, she's probably dead. So I mean, that's, that's...
1: You think she's dead?
0: Her character, yeah, Phasma.
1: Have we talked about that? Listen, we don't need to talk I about right
0: know. now. I mean, if she popped up, I wouldn't be like, whoa, wait a minute. I'd be like, all right, but... You guys I, can
2: hear the I Gwendolyn Christie debate on our Patreon between Josh and Becky. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll post it next week. Anyway...
0: John Boyega shares Star Wars episode. Oh, wow, I love that the headline of this episode is spelled oh, incorrectly.
2: Oh, uh, sorry, I wrote that one.
0: Epsiodi hey 9 photo in Be Instagram. Nice. Uh, it's no, not I, your fault. It's didn't I write fault. it that way? When did this oh, article Oh, they did get published? write it wrong. Days ago. <laughs> like six days ago. And it Epsiodi. Come on, you guys. Yeah, come on, fix it. John Boyega took to Instagram yesterday to share a behind the scenes photo from the set of Star Wars episode nine. The photo shows his hands after what he calls an intense day of filming. Um, and I'll just read what he says on Instagram. It's his hands all dirty and bloody, and you just It's see a it pretty picture. Like, yeah. He says, Great day working on set. The whole team pushed themselves today to achieve something visually crazy. I've had many moments of shock on set, but not like today, and I can't wait until you know why. <laughs> Uh, and then he and then he put hashtag fn 2187
1: this is the content i want this is the hype i want (laughs) love it this
0: is the content i want now we're getting into like some more sad news but then it's gonna we're gonna ramp right back into some cool happy news uh ea cancels open world star wars game this is like the third time this game has been canceled oh my god so this article comes from Kotaku from jason schreier who is Well known in this industry. Says Electronic Arts has cancelled cancelled its open world Star Wars game according to three people familiar with the goings-on at the company. Uh, And I know it's like, there's no source. Jason Jason gets a lot of behind the scenes like stuff. He's 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 broken uh a lot of things. So like generally when when Jason Schreier writes something with when it says like a couple people familiar. He probably knows because yeah. he has tons of connections. Uh, the game announced alongside the shutdown of Visceral Games back in 2017 had been in development at EA's office in Vancouver, which that was the game that we had been shown that was being made by Amy Hennig. Yep. Um, and it, basically, they had taken everything. All right, I'll just, I'll just really quick like breakdown. They were making a game. Uh, where it was in space and you were a bounty hunter and you would fly around and do stuff. When Amy came on board on Visceral, they cancelled that Star Wars game and were like, we're going to make this Star Wars Uncharted game, which they had been working on, which never got a title. That got cancelled. They took all of the assets, spread them out to multiple studios uh, and were making this game, which was codenamed Orca, which was an open world Star Wars game, which then got cancelled.
1: So... <laughs> <laughs> um so however oh oh go ahead no wait is there a however because i want the however there's
0: more to this story this isn't the whole story
1: okay because my sadness when i saw this cannot be stated like enough um you can listen to me on another best friends media podcast uh the platformers with brian and i just express how they just won't give me a star wars game and you guys were talking about when we were talking about comic books, how flooded the market is and all this stuff, and how they just keep pushing all this stuff because they got the Star Wars licenses. Why hasn't that happened with the video games? Yep. Why isn't there shovelware? <laughs> I just want games. Why isn't there a first-person Star Wars game? It's insane that there's not a single player Star Wars experience. Like
0: Well, good good news. Good news, uh, everyone. <laughs> this this is from the same article from Jason, and I'll just read what it says it says since the publication of this article i've talked to several more people with familiar with ea vancouver's now canceled open world star uh, star i'm said star trek star wars game this project which was codenamed orca was very early in development but would involve playing a scoundrel or bounty hunter who could explore various open world planets work with different factions across the star wars universe when ea's top decision makers looked at their roadmap for the next few years they decided that they needed something earlier than the planned release date for orca according to two people familiar with what happened uh they canceled orca in favor of a smaller scale star wars project that's now aimed for much sooner likely late 2020 which also happens to be around the same time that i've heard next gen consoles will launch so the idea
1: i'm still saying boo here's
0: the thing it's sad but there's there's a glint of hope at the end of this tunnel in that they canceled it because they were like we should shift our focus to this other star wars game that that we we can can get out that we can push out quicker
1: that doesn't sound okay so yes that does satisfy what i was just bitching about in terms of give me star wars (laughs) games yes you are
0: correct but here's the thing they're not that doesn't mean it's getting just like kicked out the door like, EA's a big company. They're very smart. I know people, like, level, oh, right. but, like, <sighs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's only... <laughs> EA works a lot like Ubisoft in that a lot of their studios work on one thing at the same time, right? Yeah, well... And so, when when the higher-ups are like... And keep in mind, there is a Star Wars game coming out at the end of this year... We have Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn. It's That's true. fall this year. That's
1: true. That's true. You're right.
0: The higher ups look and they're like, there's new consoles coming out next year. We we have this Star Wars project that is that could be done by then, but it needs all of these other people that are working on this other Star Wars game to stop working on that one and come over here so we can get a game out in 2020. I get it. That makes a lot more sense because then I get because it. then we get a game this year and a game next year and this year we also get an updated roadmap for Battlefront. So we actually are gonna actually start getting Star Wars content. This is like the thing that everyone decided to gloss over in all of their EA rants where they're like, how dare they keep canceling Star Wars games and not release them? And I agree. like I think once their 10 year deal is over, like they're not going to get to keep the license. I think Disney is going to be like, yo, we have declining sales and like we need more games.
1: Right. Well, there's like, there is an element of this where it's like, you know, as a creative who like works on projects that sometimes take months and months, obviously not years, but months and months. Like I've been on shows that have been canceled, like before (coughs) my stuff has aired. And, you know, anytime I read a sentence that starts like when XX top decision makers looked at the roadmap for their next few years, to me what's happening is you're taking an idea that was a bunch of creatives who had put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in something, and then because of elements that had nothing to do with that team, you know, and that idea and that piece of art they were creating, that gets thrown out the window to meet some sort of quarterly earnings. And I'm not saying that that's not how it has to happen but it just freaking sucks. And you know, no, it
0: does. I want both of these games.
1: Oh, uh, but... well, yeah. Why not have both? I'm sorry. Like what?
2: <laughs>
0: There's you... not enough to, de... here's the thing though. But There's you not said Ubisoft. Developers. Ubisoft
1: has been giving me like three freaking like single player, open world action games every goddamn year.
0: <laughs> but that's because Ubisoft like a has like 20 to 30 studios around the world. And continues to be very profitable
1: but let's give it to to ubisoft
0: companies like ea have been not doing well lately (laughs) like they don't have as many studios they don't have as many studios around the world to work on these and a lot of those studios that they own are make sports games yeah ubisoft doesn't make sports games so like (sighs) they they have the resources to to develop like an assassin's creed and stuff like ea has to... EA makes so much money on their sports games, they have to devote most of their studios to that, right? So then you have less studios to work with, less do they? resources. Don't those
1: games just freaking sell themselves?
0: I mean, they do, but people still have to make them.
1: Yeah, like, I, it's just... The, I, the creative decision-making, making, the creative like long-term planning is clearly totally lacking here. If they keep getting years into... Or months, or even, into these projects and then realizing, oh, well, this... You know, obviously, I don't know how often often this happens, but you would think with something as important as that, Star Wars, they wouldn't... You'd be surprised, but... You wouldn't keep going down this road and, and needing to completely bail out.
0: You, you'd you be surprised. Games get canceled a lot. But
1: there's so much... You'd think for this, this license, they must... You would think they would want to have killed this. Just really... Yeah,
0: I'm. I and that's part of the thing, is I don't think EA is going to get to keep the exclusive license for Star Wars when this deals over. I think Disney knows that they made a mistake Yeah. in giving them exclusivity. I'm in, I'm in a half zone here because I agree with that. But I think that like the people that are overreacting about this and being like, oh, well, of course, it's, like, EA, like, sucks at everything they do. It's, like, it first of all, no, they don't. It's like, a, you have a no of idea of thousands you're
1: of humans. You can't just say things like yeah. that.
0: It's, like, it's a huge ship. Like, they have to do what is best for their shareholders and stuff, and it's hard. Did they drop the ball a little bit on, like, Battlefronts? Yes, they definitely did. Like, and 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 another problem is that, yeah, they 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 themselves are having declining success with battlefronts because when when uh, battlefront 1 released it was rushed to get it out in time for force awakens and it had no campaign very lackluster progression systems it was very bare bones and then by the time battlefront 2 is coming out and they're like okay we got all this stuff we got a campaign like it had, the campaign had been so heavily edited by uh like you know the the higher ups and stuff and then on top of that it had this whole pay to win controversy at launch that like i don't think ea if ea had plans to make a battlefront 3 i think they're like nope never mind because they they just there's no way like the the market's not gonna bear a battlefront
1: 3 which is like, which not is gonna... why i've been heartbroken since what s- 10 years ago when they canceled When the powers that being, different powers, different powers, mind you, canceled by Star Wars 1313, and I just keep yelling into the void. I know I'm not alone, because God of War just won all these awards. It's like, give me, give creatives. I'm sorry. I understand these are expensive things. They take years. They take money. They take manpower. But in every instance, if you give creatives the power and the time that they need, they will, they will give you something good and when something is good that's when you make money these days like content has to be timing is no longer you can't sucker people anymore you know not when it's a $70 investment you can't put out a $70 crappy game that you rush and hope that just the coinciding you know timing will make you sell a billion copies if it's crappier it has a stupid microtransaction system people aren't going to buy it which is why i wish they would invest more in the individual creative talents and and believe in them to bring this stuff to fruition
0: sure but another thing is like just like when we were talking about the comics thing every game and game company on earth is like competing basically with Fortnite now for people's time.
1: You children, you've ruined everything.
0: Fortnite is so big that this was a story like last week, I think. Netflix considers the game Fortnite a bigger competitor than HBO. Like wrap your brain around that's like me. Selling burgers and thinking, like, the lemonade stand down the street is taking my business away. <laughs> like, because that lemonade stand is so freaking popular. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You should call like, a cop. It's, it's, it, it, we are, we are in a weird changing times. <laughs> like, it's. So,
1: our, our beautiful, our beautiful, lovely, hilarious friend Alex is just typing to us in the messages about how he has a wee, so he can't talk during this part. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I I mean Alex,
1: I'm sure you would have wonderful contributions here.
2: I just I don't even have time for video games. I can't even imagine what I would have to say. But again, I have a Wii, so um I just started playing Pokemon Sapphire. So yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I'm way behind on the times. I'm I'm still trying to figure out how to like anyway. level up my Pikachu.
1: You'll catch up. You'll we catch have, up.
0: We have we have gone real deep
2: down the rabbit uh, hole
0: in in into like some just like sales and things we have another page of news news. i didn't even see we had more really good news (laughs) okay yeah Uh, i might have to skip a couple of these but this next one's like too big to uh to pass up um First look, Marvel's new Star Wars TIE Fighter series and Alphabet Squadron novel covers. So Alphabet Squadron was a book that got announced back at Comic Con, I wanna say. It got announced with the Um Quagon and Obi-Wan book and Queen's Shadow, which I think comes out like in the next few weeks, which is the next Claudia Gray novel. It's all about Padme. Uh, which everyone is apparently super hyped about everybody who's gotten to read it early nice it's because claudia gray is the, is the best star wars writer right mm-hmm. now hands down and i'm just gonna say that right outright <laughs> uh but this comes from starwars.com says from a certain point of view the rebels are traitors to the empire putting the innocent people of the galaxy at risk in the last days of the galactic civil war an elite squadron of tie fighter pilots known as shadow wing is assembled to protect imperial interests Starting in April, you'll meet these brave pilots in star Wars tie fighter, a new Marvel mini series set in the time of Alexander Freed's forthcoming novel alphabet squadron, uh, which we are happy to also announce will be a trilogy. Wow. So originally it was one book. Now alphabet squadron is a trilogy. So all you people wanting like rogue squadron stuff, it's coming. It's coming, baby. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, This new exciting crossover series from Del Rey and Marvel Comics set after Return of the Jedi will follow the brutal fallout during the fall of the Empire from both sides of the battle. Such a cool area.
1: I love that we're investigating on the Empire side of this. Love it, love it, love it. Continue.
0: Yeah. Uh, The comic series is written by Jody Houser, who penned both Marvel's Star Wars Thrawn series and the Rogue One, a Star Wars story comic adaptation. Um, And yeah
1: uh so the cover of the novel is amazing
0: yes and i i am trying to find the actual deets about the novel because this was uh they they did like there's like a whole synopsis out for the novel now that was not here okay i found it uh says, during the Galactic Civil War between the Galactic Empire and the Rebel Alliance, following the decisive Battle of Endor, which resulted in the death of the Emperor, or the death, resulted in the death of Emperor Palpatine, and the destruction of Death Star 2, I've seen a bunch of people trying to figure out how this name's pronounced. I think it's Erika. Erika Quell and four other pilots of the New Republic, the successful government of the Rebel Alliance, were selected to join the newly formed Alphabet Squadron. Alphabet Squadron, by the way, was tasked by General Hera Syndulla to track <gasps> down and destroy Shadow Wing, a mysterious lethal cool! of tie fighters. Cool! Yeah. Wasn't this, like, all just awesome? I'm just so, so like, awesome. into this whole thing.
1: Also, the look that they've chosen for Erica Quell, mm-hmm. she looks so cool. Um, so apparently
0: her story is that she is former tie fighter pilot gone rogue and basically uh joins the rebellion and is helping hunt down this gang of tie fighter pilots amazing traitor in
1: in 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 in.
0: yeah very in like i'm i'm like yes i've wanted some like cool pilot dog fighting stuff for a bit and i'm finally getting it and Hera's in it and Hera, yes Yeah, so it's all kinds of all kinds of goodness. Um, this I'm gonna do this last one because there's like this has been a long episode, but I think this one, just because we've been talking about Galaxy's Edge so much, I think that this warrants yeah some discussion. Um, in April, uh, oh wait, sorry, I'm reading the wrong
2: paragraph.
0: <sighs> Basically, there's gonna be a mini series uh, called. Journeys to Bateau in the new... in uh, like, Oh, my God. I'm reading this Rewind. all wrong. like I need to just start <laughs> over. Rewind. Blew. In April, journey to this locale on the Outer Rim in the new Marvel, co- Marvel Star Wars comic series Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which ties into the new lands opening at Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Resort later this year. Readers of the five-issue miniseries will be the first to meet the infamous Doc Ondar the Ithorian collector of rare antiques and find out what happens when the first order reaches the edge of wild space. The key to saving this lawless outpost might just, might just involve a job pulled long ago by none other than Han Solo and his cohort Chewbacca. So this is apparently a character that's going to be in galaxy's edge. Okay. Hammerhead guy with his little droid. Love it. Um, and you're going to learn a bunch about him in this mini series, which they will probably sell in the actual Galaxy's Edge. Like, well, Why wouldn't they, right? Of
1: course. Uh, yeah. I, um, can I? There's another Galaxy's Edge rumor that was going around. I don't was it know the, if we could bring it up. Was
2: it the one about the storyline for the two rides? About
1: Smuggler's Run?
2: Yeah, that one I've been keeping away from. <laughs> What key- I didn't want to bring that one up because it it literally tells you what the ride is for both rides, and I personally I don't want to know until I go on the ride. Okay, but it's out there if you want to, well, you want to know the synopsis I mean, of the two rides.
1: Well, that's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to the rumor that it's that uh, Smuggler's Run is 28 minutes long.
2: Oh yeah, I call shenanigans on that. Complete shenanigans. I'm yeah, sorry, that's BS. That's no. gotta no.
1: be right. You
2: know what it could be though. <laughs> Dude, like Star Tours is two minutes. But, but what it could be, though, <laughs> is it could be the entire experience from entering the queue to the ride. And and one example I'll give is if you go on the Transformers ride at Universal Studios, as you go through the queue, they show these videos that are literally telling you a story that leads you up into the ride. So yeah. the experience of going through all that may be 28 minutes, but the ride itself is in no way 28 minutes. Like the People Mover, which is literally a slow track ride, was 15 minutes. And it did nothing but go in a circle. Yeah like it's not it's not yeah 20. no
1: i i i hear that um but i'm gonna just keep fantasizing that it is until the time being <laughs> you know so we're just gonna put that
2: there although think about it you're gonna have to stand in a nine hour line so please god let it be 28 minutes right <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah really
0: are like I want to get my. I'm not leaving. Worth. They said it's
2: 28 minutes long. It's been three minutes. Sir. <laughs> nah, uh huh. Send yeah. it around again. Loop it. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like unless unless this
0: is like haunted mansion and that the conveyor belt is just moving and they're like get on quick,
1: <laughs> so you're, you're like, done. Yeah. It's like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Quick, jump in.
0: <laughs> anyway, you guys, ready for creature of the week? Let's
1: do it.
0: Ujaba.
2: They were no longer. I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. Let's practice saying this name. Our creature... (laughs) Our creature of the week is this... uh... See? This this is why we (laughs) practice saying
0: the name. (laughs) Sipsk-ud. I'm going to say it's Sipsk-ud. Oh, like good! You did the like. The Sipskud, or a sentient species ah, native to the native to the Sipsk system in the Can sector. I totally know where that is. Legends. They were. Legends <laughs> alert. Legends it, alert. Yeah, they were broadly. Broadly avian in appearance, bird-like, a yellow duck-like beak and white feathers. They had a large cluster of seven eyes in their head. No, and at least one Sipskud wore a sealed spacesuit while in atmosphere suitable for species such as humans. During the Old Republic era, many Sipskud were converted to Vianism. <laughs> By okay, I'm not even. By sure. Ari
1: sedan settlers. <laughs> So Imagine
0: weird. Howard the Duck had spider eyes, <laughs> and that's what this looks
1: like. Dead on, dead yeah, on. that's
0: that's this guy, <laughs> Howard the Spider Duck.
1: I don't. Anyway. I don't like an, uh, the idea. Like, yeah, distinctions. Seven eye cluster. Any an eye cluster of any kind is no good for me. No. Yeah. Oh, boy. Your J- Josh is done. We got to wrap this up. Oh. Josh is about to pass out. Yeah okay i have a
0: headache but i'm gonna go take medicine and then everything will be fine i I just want to say real
1: real quick though that um Uh this duck creature is um in uh a thing called bring me the children which sounds super (laughs) freaking creepy i don't even know what the heck that is it's a comic strip from the los angeles times syndicate Oh, well, this is something we're going to have to investigate at a future date. Going down the
2: rabbit hole. (laughs) Okay, I'm
0: done. I'm done. (laughs) (sighs) Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Long Time Ago Radio. If you'd like to support the show and get exclusive content uh, as well, you can go over to patreon.com slash longtimeagoradio. Even a dollar a month uh, helps out the show a lot, keeps the lights on, all that good stuff. Um, and if you'd like to find me personally you can find me on twitter at the jawa josh and where can the folks all find you
1: you can find me at rebecca june lane and i don't know why i get to pimp the twitter because i don't do anything for it alex does everything but our twitter is at lta underscore radio
2: you can find me on our instagram deborah underscore fit our facebook is facebook.com slash long time ago radio and our instagram i had a hard time saying that is at lta underscore radio um we're planning some fun stuff for star wars celebration so just remember get your swag ready because becky and josh are gonna have some pretty cool things to give away Woo-hoo.
0: yeah that's hard it, like there's a, there's a section in my garage that is all stuff to give away
1: for the people so,
0: yeah for the people Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening. May the Force be with you. Goodbye, everybody.